Throws it up for Aiden. Shot blocked by Kupo. What a block from Giannis. 17 seconds from game seven or from championship number six. Jordan. Open. Chicago with the lead. And they're putting Curry in the pick and roll, trying to get him on Irving. Irving and Curry, one-on-one -on -one with Irving, puts it up. It's good! Kyrie Irving from downtown! We're sending it in, Jerome. That's for damn sure. Yes, we are sending it in. Welcome to the Tap Room Sports Podcast. I am your host, Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks. Let's here is always with my guy, Mr. Big Ballin' Ben Larson. What's going on tonight, Benjamin? Not much, man. Enjoyed a uh, a good afternoon of sports after a uh, a pretty shitty day, man. Got a got a shout out to uh, you know, all those children's families and uh, uh, yeah. you know all that shit that went down in Texas today. Such a <laughs> such a piece of shit move, but uh, you know. Day ended well with some good sports. Not how I would have personally liked it to go, but you know, yeah. it's what it is. They were two great games tonight. So there was there was a. I mean, there was a lot of good that games. Three great games today. Yeah, we had a lot of good games: hockey, basketball. But you know, you're right. You know, sad day in America, man. When when a adult goes into an elementary school and just fires on innocent kids and teachers. Yeah. And it's uh, I don't I don't yeah, want to like get political, members, yeah. and I don't want to bring any I don't want to bring the energy down or bring the room down, but you know it is fucking disgusting. And at some point, something has to change, man. And yeah. I don't know what the answer is because if I did, you know, I'd be getting paid the big, big, big bucks. But there we go. You know these the leaders, the politicians, they got to do something, dude. Because I'm not gonna as a parent. I don't want to send my daughter to school having to wear a fucking bulletproof vest. Like that's school yeah. should be a safe place. School is like kids escape from should be their escape from everything else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's, 100%. that should be a safe haven. And it's, it's unfortunate, man, but yep. let's, uh, we're here to talk about sports. We're here to talk sports and uh, drink some beer and drink you some beer. I do. I do have a beer. I'm actually finishing up a beer, and then I have like my beer for the podcast. Nice. Um, I'll, I got right. a little thirsty. While you're finishing up that beer, yeah, I'm tell us say about that your beer. We are we are being sponsored by Tavour tonight. Make sure to go to Tavour.com, download the Tavour app, there use promo code Taproom, get ten dollars off your first purchase of twenty five dollars or more. Uh, I got a beer tonight. Uh, you know, from one of the places that I, I do go regularly when I go visit. I got family in Auburn, so whenever I go up there. Knee Deep is a definitely a go-to for me. Um, so today I've got Slow Mo. Um, so it's a um, it's a IPA, hundred uh, percent Mosaic hops, which is uh, you know usually you don't get those those hundred percent hop beers. Um, so this is definitely one that I'm looking forward to. Six point five percent, so it's not too bad, and it's really cold on a really fucking hot day out here. So. And it's still like 80 degrees in California and it's almost 10 o'clock. So, which is not normal <laughs> if you're not no, from there. Not at all. Not at all. So, Vegas, 80 degrees at night is pretty normal. Yeah. We were hotter than Vegas today. That makes no sense. It's crazy. You got like super hot last weekend in Vegas and they kind of cooled down mm -hmm. this week, surprisingly. And then it's 
probably yeah. going to get into the hundreds, and we probably will have hundreds until Halloween. So not looking yeah, forward to that. Yeah, I was going to say September, October, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, tonight, I'm actually drinking a special tap beer from Tanaya. I actually just tapped this today or this week. I haven't seen anyone in there today, and they had it. Um, this is the Sun Grita. It's a it's a light beer, four point eight percent. So it's a summer beer. It's a yeah. it's a uh, lager. Oh man, dude, they don't have it like written down, and I I read it like five hours ago. So you know, it's kind of. I'm slipped guessing my mind. it's got salt and lime on it. Yeah, salt and, lime. and tangerine. A... I remember tangerine yeah. is in it. Um, so obviously, like fruity flavors. Um, and, and a light margarita esque. Yeah, and yeah. a light beer. So it's got a. It's it's very easily drinkable. The aroma is nice. You smell like like a uh, citrus flavors, obviously, mm. and like the taste is really good, dude. Like you said, the taste is kind of like like citrusy with like but salty, like uh, savory. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. What so was the uh, percentage on it? Four four point eight. So very light, very easily drinkable. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like perfect it's a perfect a summer day. beer. Yeah, perfect summer beer. <laughs> As we head towards summer and the kids get out of school, you know, parents may need an extra couple of these, you know. Damn straight. Pulling their hair Damn out and shit. Straight. Especially in Vegas. <laughs> Especially in Vegas. Especially everywhere, man. Especially when you have a bad betting day, then you got to drink a fucking few more. <laughs> but that's here nor there. Uh, but let's talk about the games today, man. So before we yep. came on, we actually, you know, we watched a, a, a nice NHL game. Arguably one of the better series. Actually, I'd probably put that towards New York Rangers and uh, Carolina at this point. But this has been a good series nonetheless. The Battle of Alberta. You know, first two games were super high scoring. The last two, you know, uh, Edmonton dominated game three. Basically dominated most of today. Although Calgary had a great second period. And they played well in the third period. They just couldn't get the fucking puck behind the net other than that shorthanded goal. Way too many penalties in the third. Way too many. And especially that four-minute double minor at the end, which basically cost them. Yep. Like, they had no chance at that point. And, uh, yep. I mean, what's your thoughts on this series? Because you've been kind of down on Edmonton throughout the series season. You were pretty much down on them in the last last series. Like, what's your thoughts on, on them at this point, up 3-1 to one against Calgary? I mean, the big thing is that they really haven't just showed me anything that they can finish. And, and they're they're going to have to finish to, you know, make me a believer of, of Edmonton and of McDavid and, you know, playoff, you know, playoff times, dry style and playoff times, Mark Smith and playoff times. Um, you know, it's just, this team is at least from what I've seen in the past built for the regular season. And they really need to show that they are, you know, a, a team that can compete when, things get really tough and this you know the the kind of road that they've taken so far has not been the most difficult you know starting with the kings and now moving in with at least with the way that calgary has been playing calgary has definitely been you know more of a, a push for them but you know if they get by calgary which i think they will i think the real challenge is going to be coming in versus uh you know, versus the avalanche and they're going to have to really body up on the avalanche to be able to actually, you know, be in that series. So I think that's really the the reason I've been kind of questioning the way that the Oilers have kind of pushed through, you know, in, in previous years and have pushed through this year's playoffs. So, 
I mean, they're doing it against Calgary. I thought this was going to be a much longer series. I thought this was going to be a, um, you know, not necessarily a walk in the park for Calgary, but definitely a, a much more even series than what we're seeing right now. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing, you know, from watching the last two games, because, you know, the first game, Calgary goes up 6-1, to one, Edmonton fights back, ties the game, the uh, Flames end up winning 9-6, to six, but at that point, I was like, damn, like, that gives Edmonton a lot of confidence going forward, the fact that you're able to battle back from 6-1, to one, and then game yeah. two, they were down 2 to nothing, battle back, win the game. And in game three, yep. you saw it like they just had all the confidence in the world. Mike Smith looked really good. But the biggest thing I've been noticing about the Oilers in the last two games is that they are blocking a ton of shots. Yeah, And I've noticed this with the Lightning, too. And the Lightning, they do it really well is they block a lot of shots like their forwards or defensemen. Like they get down and fucking take pucks in the fucking face, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that is huge, dude, because that shows the determination and the will to want to win. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I feel like the first period tonight, last game they dominated all three periods. Tonight, they absolutely dominated the first period. Go up three to nothing. Second period, the Flames kind of battled back, and the Flames started gaining some confidence. And a big part of that was Markstrom made a couple huge saves, kind of gave them a little bit of momentum. They put two goals in in the net. And then in the third period... It was kind of 50-50. The Flames get that shorthanded goal. Looks like a whole new ball game, Ben. But then yep. the Oilers, just way too much pressure. Put it on. McDavid is too fucking good, dog. Like that. Yeah, he really is. That dude is like a video well, game player, bro. <laughs> like playing really on is, fucking Especially because nobody will put a body on him. You can't, that's, though. That's, He's that's, so quick, dude. Like, they were trying. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like yeah. they weren't trying, dude. He's just... he's. He's elusive, dude. Like, I've never seen anything like that on skates, dude. You know yeah. what I mean? Since, like, Pavel Bury in his prime and Yarmir Yager. Oh, that's why they call him McJesus. But, you're, I mean, you're absolutely right. 23 block shots tonight. I didn't think it was that much. But, you know, really, really took it to Calgary. I mean, Calgary only had 11 there. Yeah, I feel um, like they like they just want it more, dude. And even shows on the screen, bro. Like, yeah. um, what's his name? Woodcroft? He got him playing, dog. Like, you know, yeah. and I, I like I still think like the way they battled back in game one, I feel like the Flames like they were like, fuck, dude, like we had these dudes like murdered six to one and yeah. dude, scoring five goals in a game is tough. They did it in like a period and they came back inside it. So it's like, yeah. I think that's like a momentum breaker. I mean, besides that second period, and I think that's good for the Flames going forward because Markstrom finally like looked like he had some confidence. Because he looks like he's yeah. like he's he just he hasn't been good against the Oilers all year. It's like the one team he's not good against. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, maybe well, the I Flames mean, win. The Oilers have though, like they're you know they're one of the top teams for a reason because they can put the puck in the net, and yeah. that's that's something that you know if they don't make it through this year, that's going to be something that they don't have to worry about. They're going to have to worry about shoring up that defense. But, I mean, their defense has be been what, good the last two games. Their defense has been all right. I mean, you're, they're still allowing goals, you know, to get by. They're still allowing a lot of shots. Granted, a lot are blocked, but they're still allowing a lot of shots to happen. So that's something that they're going to need to kind of pick up in this offseason. Yeah, but if you if you look at the shots that Calgary is getting, like 
all their shots are coming like they're not good shots. They're just throwing the puck on the net because Edmonton isn't allowing them good opportunities. Like they're literally clogging up the middle. They're not letting anybody get in the slot. You know what I mean? And that's that's difficult. And I I feel like I'm watching the fucking Sharks, dude, in their prime. Like we get in the playoffs and we can't fucking get a fucking puck in the goal, dude. Like we just don't get good sh- opportunities, and I feel like that's what's happening with with Calgary here. And I feel like the block shots they're leading to a lot of three on twos, two on ones on the other side because the mm-hmm. puck's bouncing Edmonton's way on that. And yeah, you can't Edmonton's like the one team you don't want to do that to. Exactly. You know what I mean? They are an incredibly fast team. Yeah, so um, it's just on multiple lines. Because I mean, Ben, we came into the series and we're like. Calgary has an advantage because they're a better defensive team and they can put the puck Mm -hmm. in the net, but they don't even look like the better defensive team. And that's an issue, dude. If you're, if you're getting outplayed at your strength, that's not good. Yeah. Calgary may win game five. I don't know, but I wouldn't put my money on them. And then if they do win game five, Edmonton's coming home and winning game six. Yeah, I think it'll go six games here. I think you'll you'll see Calgary come back, and it's it's a when your back's against the wall, things always seem to to be amped up. And I think wasn't that like that for the Panthers. Edmonton though. being that's yeah. <laughs> Panthers had a lot of games, but they're back up against the wall. Um, but you know, I, I think Calgary is a tougher team than uh, Florida was, and they will be able to kind of push through for one more game. I think you're absolutely right. I think it goes six. Um, But, you know, I I think Edmonton does take this. Yeah. And that future looks even better, Ben. They're not getting past Colorado. I mean, I I didn't think they were going to get past Calgary. (laughs) You know what I mean? Nobody's getting past Colorado. Hey, never say never, bro. Biggington doesn't go out. I didn't. Never. I nobody. <clears throat> I mean, like, I agree with you. Conventional logic, you know, from watching the playoffs and stuff, like, it would easily tell you, like, Colorado's the best team in the left in the playoffs, in my opinion. Um, but, Colorado's the best team in the league. Yeah. They have been all year. But, I mean, they're definitely the best team left in the playoffs, like, playing right now the way they're playing and everything. I think they're the best team left in the playoffs, but you know, Edmonton has the best player and they're playing really well right now. And sometimes momentum can carry you a long way. You know, I mean, you gotta, but you can't say that uh, Colorado doesn't have momentum either. (laughs) I mean, true, but I mean, they were, they lost that game to St. Louis. And if Biggington doesn't go down, who knows how that series plays out? You know, obviously Colorado is the better team. We know how that series plays out. Well, I mean, dude. St. Louis maybe would get one more game. St. Louis is over there. You know, that's a championship pedigree team, bro. A lot of guys on that team have won a Stanley Cup before. And that's kind of, Mm -hmm. you saw that same kind of inexperience play out with with Florida. I mean, Florida was the best team in the league. President's Trophy. President's Trophy. In a nice division. Okay, but, I mean, we both thought they were getting past the Lightning. (laughs) It's true. You know, That's very true. And lightning handled yeah. business. 
All right, let's talk about this next series, uh, the Rangers and Hurricanes, Ben. Um, Rangers down 2-0, go home, win two games. The Hurricanes have yet to win a game on the road in the playoffs. Yep. Still cannot win on the playoffs. I do think that – I mean, the good thing for the Hurricanes is they could, in the Eastern Conference, they could literally lose every road game and they'll still make the Stanley Cup because they have home, home ice the rest of the way. So they really only have to yep. be good at home. Um, but I don't think it really bodes well for them confidence wise. Cause at some point it's like, all right, dude, we got to win on the road at least once. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And the Rangers, I mean, the Rangers are a great defensive team, dude. Great defensive team, but they are so like challenged offensively. And the fact that like they've won these games and the last two and Carolina's only put up a combined two points, two goals. Hmm. I mean, how do you think this go? Do you think Carolina just dominates at home like they've been doing? And either way, they win this series, even if it goes seven. Because they are a tough well, team I, to beat at home. They are a very tough team to beat. Um, and yeah, I think today's issue was that they just couldn't get anything in line uh, because they were playing shorthanded so much. Um, you know, 27. Only four power plays. What's that? Four power plays. It was uh, no, they had 27 minutes. I mean, they had 15 minutes of that was misconduct, but um, they only had they had a power play goal. But you know, you look at the the first period, and it's you know four penalties to you know to uh, Carolina. So I'm sorry, three penalty. One of them was fighting in a 10 minute misconduct, but two penalties um, to start off the game, and then. You know, you've got roughing calls, you've got slashing, you've got like just major issues where, especially at the start of the the uh, game, if you get a guy who gets kicked out for the game, you can't get those lines moving. If you start with two power plays, you know, to start off, um, yeah, you know, that you can't get that those lines together and, and that movement going. So I think that was the big thing that that really kind of pushed them into a slow start in this game and, you know, allow the Rangers to get two goals early. Well, I think the and, other thing with this series too, Ben, is that um, Shashirskin is playing very well again. He is. He is. He's playing very well. Um, and, you know, that was something that I didn't necessarily, I, I questioned before. Because last know, this, series, this series he wasn't started. good. You know what I mean? And like, he was great mm-hmm. in the regular season. He was the best goalie in hockey, but in the first round he was, he wasn't good. And now he's yep. back to playing how he was during the regular season. Yep. Even in the games in Carolina, like he wasn't bad. They just couldn't score enough goals, dude. It's not like they gave up a ton of goals. Yeah. Do you think the Rangers yeah. can steal one? Because, I mean, for them to win this series, they have to win a game in Carolina. Do you think that they can possibly do that? Like, what would well, you I mean, what would you set the odds think, at? I mean... It's, tomorrow it's they are. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, on uh, Thursday. Thursday right now, Carolina minus one forty one forty five minus one forty five. Not great. You know, uh, it's definitely. I mean, Shosturkin. I think you said it. He can stand on his head and he can take a game um, in Carolina. So, like, I wouldn't be surprised if the Rangers won a game in Carolina here. If they also, win a game surprised. in Carolina, they probably win the series. What's the series? Price I, I was right just now? about to say, I wouldn't be surprised if 
Carolina finally won a road game and took one in New York either. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought if there was going to be a series, I thought they were going to take one of these two and they didn't take either one. Yeah. Right now, damn, uh, Rangers plus 128 to win the series. Hurricanes minus 140. So even the odds makers aren't super confident in Carolina right yeah. now, dude. They're yeah. really only banking on that home home ice advantage. That's crazy. Um, the Avalanche. This is one of the hardest, the hardest kind of series to kind of to to you know look at and to kind of guess what's going to happen within these next couple of games. Cause yeah. it is so back and forth. I mean, it's been it's that been way with low a lot scoring of these games too. Yeah, I mean the unders have been great in that series for sure. Yep, that's been yep. the way to go. All right, let's talk about these games tomorrow. So let's let's start off with the Western Conference semifinal game between the Avalanche and the uh, we only Blues. Have one game tomorrow. Yeah. Um, is there only one game tomorrow? Only one. Yeah. Oh yeah, because the uh, fucking Panthers are done. Tampa Bay are. In. Um. All right. So, so of course, uh, prepping for the next series. <laughs> well, apparently they were they were prepping for the uh their vacation before because they're at the strip club the night before game four yep <laughs> yep till three o'clock in the morning they were ready to go yeah. home they they saw yeah. the writing on the wall like we all did all yep. right so tomorrow we got uh the blues plus 206 on the road uh money line colorado minus two two twenty eight over under six and a half colorado on the puck line minus one and a half at uh plus 107 st louis Plus one and a half at minus one twenty five. Honestly, I think that's undervaluing Colorado because I feel like in these playoffs too, like the winning team always wins by two or more because they pull the goalie and yeah, they pull a goalie for like four times, even when they're down four goals, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, everyone's been doing, well, especially with St. Louis, especially with St. Louis's back against the wall in a you know in an elimination game, like they're gonna have to. You know, if they're down by two goals, they're going to have to pull their goalie at, at like three to four minutes. Um, yep. And if they're down by three goals after that, they'll still probably pull their goalie. So, you know, I I definitely take the, you know, the puck line here at minus one and a half. I think it's good value um, just because of that, that, you know, notion of the empty net goal. And I think that's a, what a lot of betters forget about when they, you know, when they think about, you know, what's going to be happening. I think you should get, you know, not as good odds there. And, you know, nothing shows me that St. Louis can win without, without Biddington in that, yeah. um, you know, they got, I mean, I guess it was a little closer and they're on the road last game. Yeah. And yeah, in Colorado is going to be difficult, um, you know, but, you know, <laughs> down three goals, you know, in, in game three, two goals in, uh, or sorry, uh, another three goals in game two. Um, you know, I just don't see them without a, a major backstop. And, you know, Husso is no, he's no slouch. He had 25 wins on the season, you know, only seven losses. Well, I guess 13 losses with overtime and, uh, you know, regulation losses, but he's not bidding to no. He's no Bennington. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's actually got better numbers, but Bennington for some reason comes out. He's one of cuts, dude. And, and yeah, he's a playoff goaltender. Um, so, you know, there's nothing that I've seen that can, you know, really stop Colorado tomorrow. Um, yeah. I like you know, Colorado. You've got Nazim Kadri. 
Kadri's playing off, well, dude. Kadri's playing great. You've got um, uh, uh, Rantanen playing great. You've got Makar playing great. He did have a, you know, he definitely had a fuck up the other night. But, um, you know, when your team's averaging four and a half goals a game, it, it's just, it, you can't stop that. Yeah. No, they're, I mean, they're the best team, dude. You know what I mean? Like, they're the best yeah. team, and then you, St. Louis loses Biddington. It kind of like changes the entire outcome of the series. I think it would. Yeah. I think it would be a miracle if St. Louis won t- won tomorrow. Obviously, not a, a ton of value on the money line, but I think that puck line has a lot of good value. And I would also take the over six and a half. You know, I, I think that's yeah. a pretty safe bet too because Biddington isn't in there. The only way I can see St. Louis winning is if. Colorado takes dumb penalties and gets into penalty trouble. Um, that's that's the only way that I could see St. Louis pulling that the, this win out. They've got a great power play, you know, thirty five percent on in the playoffs. And again, that's the only thing that I could I could see happening. Yeah, but and for some reason they have O'Reilly's to stay out of really, blocks. And for some reason, O'Reilly's really good against uh, the Avalanche on on yep. St. Louis. He has like a goal every game in his last like eight games against Colorado, dude. It's pretty fucking crazy. Which, if you're playing uh, the prop market, he's a guy you might want to look at over a half a point. You know, that's another good mm-hmm. another good play there. Um, yep. But yeah, man, I I like Colorado here, and I like the over. I yeah, I put Makar at over half a point as well. Um, he actually holy shit man 11 to 11 Mets and Giants right now oh Jesus we were <laughs> up eight to two right it was eight to two crazy stat I don't mean to get off track here but I saw this stat well I didn't see it I well I did see it but it's because I was looking for it this morning Giants 24th in reliever era this year Ben 24th in the major leagues. And last year, that was like a strength of their team. Oh, the Giants actually just tied it 11 to 11. They were down 11 to 8. They just tied it 11 to 11. Jesus. What a game, dude. What uh, what inning are we in? Bottom of the 8th. Wow. This, that's a long one tonight. Mm-hmm. Definitely a long one. Yep. Well, the Mets. Yeah, so. The Mets are a very interesting team this year. Sorry, I don't mean to get off track again, but I think baseball is a important sport right now too. But the Mets, then batting average on balls in play, they're hitting like over three hundred. So like the analytics tell you that they're like they're a quote unquote lucky team, but for some reason mm-hmm. it keeps happening. Like last night, Brandon Nimmo had like two infield singles, dude. <laughs> like yeah. it's it's just crazy. Like it just they would just hustle. You know what I mean? Like that team yeah. just hustles hard. So it's. Interesting thing going forward for the Mets, and they have a ton of injuries. But for some reason, they're they're playing well. But at some point, those Scherzer and Degrom injuries are going to catch up to them, dude. Yep, absolutely. Losing that is is tough. All right, should we hop into basketball? Talk about your Warriors. Yeah, I think so. All right, I think so. All right, yeah. let's talk about the Warriors, man. So the Warriors, this series has been crazy because last series. The Dallas Mavericks shoot 51% on what is considered open three-pointers. So uh, mm-hmm. a defender less than four feet away from them. This series coming in tonight, they're shooting under 30% on those shots. Yep. I mean, just complete Jekyll and Hyde. Um, yep. Andrew Wiggins has been Until playing. tonight. 
tonight they they did start hitting them, dude. And at some point, like yeah. you know, they have to hit them because they've been hitting yeah. them all playoffs. Like it's got to happen at some point. Yeah. Um, but they really cooled off in the fourth quarter, <laughs> which allowed the Warriors to climb yeah. back into it. Uh, which got it really got interesting at the end, and it probably shouldn't have. But you know. This is two series in a row where the Warriors have a chance to close it out on the road and they kind of sleepwalk. Um, but, you know, I this mean, is a team that's won it. Come on. You expect them to win four straight in the Western Conference Finals? Well, I mean, dude, they they dominated them. They have a chance to, I mean, you can't expect any team to be to, to go into a conference finals and sweep. Let's be real about that. I mean, we talked about that a little bit on Sunday's show where you were very adamant that they were going to, that, that Dallas was done and that, you know, it was going to be a four, four man or four game sweep. And, yeah. you know, I, I knew that Dallas was going to come back strong uh, in this game. And, and, and you gotta, you gotta know that they're at least going to get one. So I wouldn't, the way that they were hitting shots tonight, especially from the three-point line. I mean, any team's going to win, especially with the way that the, the Warriors were shooting from the three-point line. So I wouldn't necessarily put the the major onus on the Warriors not being able to close it out on the road. Well, they I mean, just this took is, one of two in a conference final. This is two That's series good. in a row where they had a chance to close out on the road and couldn't and didn't do it. So I'm I'm not saying that it's... I'm just saying, like it's two it's two series in a row where they had the opportunity and they came out very flat in both of those games, and you know, like at some point, were the Mavs going to hit some shots? Absolutely, like it was bound to happen. But the Warriors couldn't really get anything going offensively on on their own. And like I've been saying all playoffs, my concern about the Warriors is that Curry has been very up and down. But in this series, the first three games, he was great, and then tonight mm-hmm. he wasn't good. Jordan Poole, same thing. He's been very up and down tonight. He was really trash outside of the fourth quarter. He got a, he stepped it up a little bit in the fourth quarter, but he also kind of cost him in the fourth quarter because he had a possession where they could have made it a two-possession game, and he dribbled around for fucking 24 seconds and took a bad shot, and they kind of sealed the game like they had no chance of coming back after that point. But... <laughs> The Warriors have been so much better in this series, dude. And they were so much better in the first three games of the series. And Dallas, like last game, Maxi Kleba comes out 0 for 5 in the, on his first five three-point attempts. And then he was afraid to take a shot. And he like had two unforced turnovers. The guy just looked scared. Uh, Reggie Bullock looked absolutely like trash. He was 0 for 10 last game. He looked completely fucking lost. Like someone took his fucking candy from his pocket. Today, he goes 6-for-10 from three-point land. You know what I mean? Dorian Finney-Smith, same thing. He was very bad last game. It was 4-for-7. If Dallas shoots like that, like they did against Phoenix, they could beat anybody, right? Absolutely. They haven't haven't been able to do that all series. Tonight, they were able to do that, and they still almost gave the game away in the fourth quarter. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. But they were able to do that, and they won the game. I mean, I think that's, that's... I think you need to give Dallas a little bit more credit here. Oh, I'm giving um, them credit. Like take they take away a little bit of the onus and the hate against the the Warriors because it's no um, onus and hate against the Warriors. I'm just saying, like the Warriors have played great in the first three games. I've been and friends with you for how long, Jordan? <laughs> I'm, all I'm saying is the Warriors played great the first three games. Like they look like a world's better team than the Mavericks have, right? And then tonight they kind of regressed back into that like 
peaks and valleys like they've been playing all playoffs. But for three straight games, Curry looked like the Curry of old. You know what I mean? Like he looked great in the last three games. Tonight, regressed back to what we've seen the rest of the playoffs. Like he has some duds. Clay Thompson, same thing. Like he wasn't great. So yeah, I was I was well, putting I more again, on the a little bit more of the, but I'm I'm putting more on the Warriors saying like I thought the Warriors were back, like I thought we were getting the consistent Curry game. We were they looked like that for the first three games of the series. Yeah, but I mean, you look at the the defensive levels that Dallas played tonight. It was light again, just light years better than the the first three games that they went out there. They were they were on the ball. They were pushing, um, you know, pushing that distance from you know, where they were, you know, four feet back on the Warriors. Yes. Last game, they were two feet, you know, in, in their face tonight. Like it was just a, it was a a much better uh, showing from Dallas than. Oh yeah. It was way better, you know, in, in the first three games. So, you know, yeah, they're going to take a game. They're going to push, you know, this to five games. I don't think it's going to go any further than that. Um, Yeah. This is over on Thursday. Yeah. Series is over. I, I mean, Going into San Francisco is going to be so much harder to win a game than, you know, with your backs against the wall in Dallas. Yeah. So, well, that's what I'm saying know. is like a lot of teams, you know, you're up three to one, three zero. You, you give up a game, you let a team kind of climb back in it, and you give them confidence. The Warriors are a little bit different because they've been here, they've done that, they've won a title. Like they have a lot of, a lot of experience on that team where they can have a bad game like tonight and can go back home and say, all right, we're going to close. We're going to take care of business tonight. Yes. And I absolutely think this series is over with on Thursday. I don't think Dallas stands a fucking chance because like, they're just so Jekyll and Hyde with the three point shooting. And you know, chase center is a tough place to play because if Curry hits three threes in a row, it's over because that building just fucking explodes, dude. Yeah. And this was an embarrassment to the starting rotation for the warriors tonight. If it wasn't for, I mean, they were down what twenty nine, and if it wasn't for the bench, then you know it wouldn't have been a close game. So I fully expect those starting that starting rotation to come out much stronger and really have this as kind of a wake up call for Game Five here. Yeah. Before we move on to uh, tomorrow's game, I do got to say, I would have so much more respect respect for Luca. If he didn't flop around and if he didn't complain about every single call or non-call, like even when he's getting the fouls, he's crying about it. Like it just, he is such a damn good player that I just, I lose a lot of that respect for him because of the way that he plays. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that about basically every player nowadays. I feel like every player complains way too much and, you know, Draymond's like that. Draymond bitches about every oh, fucking thing. If you if you ask Draymond, yeah. he's never fouled a player in his life, dude. You oh, know what I'm I mean? Sure. Yeah. And it yep. goes for every player, dude. Like half of the Celtics are fucking floppers, dude. They flop all the fucking time. Same with the Heat, but man, it, it's just so annoying. And I agree with you, dude. Luca does the same fucking thing. LeBron does it. Like they all do yep. it. Like get back on defense. Fuck, stop bitching, dude. Like God yep. damn, bro. Like yeah. I agree, man. It's 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 fucking annoying, every dude. Every single little play, yeah. But they all Even do it. It's not, it's not just Luca's. Yeah. It's everyone, oh, no, bro. And yeah. it's it's a problem. It's honestly a problem in yeah. the NBA. Yep. Yeah. I fucking hate it, dude. Yeah. 
Yep. So that brings us to tomorrow's game. Like I said, two teams that fucking flop and complain about everything too. The, the Celtics yeah, versus the Heat. This series has been like this series has been straight fucking comedy, dude. Every yeah. other game, the team blows out the other team. <laughs> it's like none of these games have been close. It's it's incredible how comedic this series is. Um, I, I still stand by that Boston is the better team because Miami Miami's two wins, dude. Honestly, in both those wins, they only won one quarter in each of those games, and they happened to mm-hmm. like blow them out by so much in that one quarter that it was different. And like both of Miami's wins, they've had complete anomalies happen. In game one, Jimmy Butler shoots eighteen free throws. In game three, Bam Adebayo scores thirty-one points, and the Celtics turn it over twenty-four times, which is like a rare occurrence. The thing about Bam Adebayo is, in four games in the series, he scored ten points or less three times. The one game he doesn't, thirty-one points in game three. Like that's not who yeah. he is. So a total anomaly. But. Like, what am I going to get from the Celtics? Because these motherfuckers keep biting themselves in the foot. Like, yep. 24 turnovers in game three, like, that's just mental mistakes. Yep. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and I think my question is more of what Tatum are we going to see? Tatum's in, really only had one bad every, game. Yeah, but his, what was it, game three wasn't, he, he was, was awful, nothing special. But they were all yeah. bad. That's what I'm saying. They yeah. kind of bit themselves in the foot. Right now, Boston minus one and a half favorite on the road, over under two oh four. Yeah, I mean, I'd go with the Boston, you know, minus one and a half here. I, like you said, they're the better team, they're the bigger team. They are dealing with injuries, but so is Miami. It's more of yeah, so is Miami, and they're they're defensive injuries, not necessarily offensive here. So, you know, I think they'll still be able to put up the numbers that. You know, we saw last game, we saw, you know, in game two uh, and, you know, be able to push this, um, you know, Miami in my eyes is just way lacking depth right now. And if well, you're they not going to get the, dude. that's their biggest issue is like, they yeah. struggle to score. Like if Jimmy Butler's your best scorer, you have issues. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and the problem with playing uh, Tyler hero is that Boston just picks on him on defense? So like they, mm-hmm. he was like they had to take him off the floor in Game Three when Boston started making it a game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and he's fifty percent right now with the hamstring injury. Well, I don't know if so, that's like a phantom injury because honestly, like him not playing might benefit the Heat a little bit. I know he's a good scorer, but like, dude, Boston was like picking on him on when he was on the floor. Like they were, they were just hunting him every possession. Jalen Brown. Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart even attacking him. Like, dude, they were just picking on him. So yeah. he's almost he almost becomes unplayable. And then for the Heat, you're relying on guys like Maxi Struess and Gabe Vincent and PJ Tucker, who's not a scorer, and Bam Adebayo, like you said, not a scorer. Yeah. Oladipo yeah, was great last game. Yeah, he was probably the only right player now. that fucking played well. But these yeah. guys, like, they're not go-to scorers, dude. Like, this is a great mm-hmm. defensive team. But they're not a good offensive team. And Boston is a great defensive team and a great offensive team that sometimes likes to play one-on-one and they get into some lulls offensively that lead them to trouble. Which, yeah. you know, we talked about during the Bucks series before it started. I said, the one thing I think is beneficial to the Bucks is that Boston gets in their own way sometimes offensively because sometimes they just go Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown one-on-one instead of moving the ball. When they move the ball, they're almost unstoppable. 
We've seen yeah. it all playoffs. You know what I mean? Like they're a great look at, offensive look at what team. Horford did. The yeah. Other night. Yeah. Great offensive team, but sometimes they just get in their own way and try to do too much. Tatum and Brown, mm-hmm. and it yep. kind of, and then everybody else kind of feels out of it, and it kind of throws off their whole feng shui. Boston's a they're an interesting team like that. They're probably the best team left in the playoffs roster standpoint, top to bottom, when they play the way they can play. Mm. But you never know, dude. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Like they they haven't shown yeah. that they can string together a ton of games. Chris Middleton yeah. plays the Bucks series, they probably lose that series. I'm not saying that as a Bucks fan. I'm saying that because Giannis literally fucking dragged the Bucks to three wins, dude. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. If he had yep. even a slight remote help, dude, he probably they would win that series. So, yeah. you know, like I love Boston tomorrow. I love a minus one and a half. Mm-hmm. But I also wouldn't be surprised if Miami wins that game on some crazy shit, dude. <laughs> because Boston yeah. can't get out of their own way sometimes. Yeah. Do we, uh, I mean, most of these games have been going under. Do we stick with the under here? Yeah. Like I said uh, on so. Sunday, like, I like the unders in these games because Miami coming into the series only averaged 98.5 points a game. And then mm-hmm. Boston only averaging 101. And Boston's, a, like I said, they're the best defensive team left in the playoffs. They're a better defensive team than the Heat. So I love, I love the unders. But this, this series has just been so fucking weird, man. Like, yeah. You can't explain what has been happening in this series. That's how crazy it's been. Yeah. So it's like, I love the under, but who the fuck knows what's going to happen? This this shit could go 220, 225 tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. But it's gone 225, 229. Then it's gone 212 and 204. 184. 184, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And here we see it again, the same number. Cause that's, I think that, it started at 214. I was like 212, 210. Hold on. I have it here. Uh, initial. Oh, you're right. 203 for game, uh, game one. Yeah, because that's right. Miami averaged 98 and a, half. and a half. Boston averaged 101. These are two best defensive teams left in the playoffs. So yeah. it's like those games should be low scoring. So yeah. I I would take the under, and if I lose the under, it's like oh well, like I made the right play. But sometimes yeah. shit doesn't work out your way. You know what I mean? Like that's just how it how it rolls. Yeah, unfortunately, that's betting. Yeah, like the guy that bet five hundred dollars on Mito to win the PGA Championship and ended up losing because he fucking fumbled the last two strokes. Yeah, would have won one hundred fifty thousand. Crazy. Ouch. Yep. All right. Uh Ben, we got any best oh, hold on. Yeah, oh yeah, we got any best bets for tomorrow? Yeah. All right, what's Surprise your best you bet? The music go. There we go. My bad. Uh, so we're gonna go. Uh, we got two best bets. We're gonna go first. Uh, we're gonna start with the uh, the Dodgers tomorrow night, um, and we're gonna go Dodgers minus one and a half over uh, the Nationals. You've got Urias on the mound, who has been you know pitching really well. Um, his record doesn't necessarily show that three and three this year, but his ERA does at two point six three. He'll be going up against Eric Freddy. Sorry, Fetty, um, who has not been playing well. Well, uh, 4.08, um, and he's been playing against a lot easier teams. Uh, the Phillies, the, the uh, Pir- sorry, 
the um... shit. I just lost that. I was on Urias there. Um, Colorado, Houston at the beginning of the year. Um, you know, Miami, Arizona, not not that great of teams here. So I think going up against one of the best offenses in baseball right now, especially with them hitting the long ball like they are, uh, we're going to see a big Dodgers win, uh, just like the first two games of this series. Uh, and then we are also going to go Colorado minus one and a half on the money on the sorry puck line here. Um, and I think with Bennington out, with um, you know the back against the wall for St. Louis, I think that's just going to be you know too much for that offensively firepowered Avalanche team. Uh, we talked about it a little earlier, but Colorado is scoring four and a half goals per game, and this team just does not stop. So we're going to go Colorado minus one and a half. Bro, this Giants Mets game is crazy right now. What are we at? We are at uh, it's eleven eleven. The Mets just hit a ball in the triples alley. Dominic Smith is on third with no outs in the top nice. of the ninth. Incredible yeah, stuff. I got two best bets for tomorrow. I too like Colorado minus one and a half on the puck line against the Blues. I just think they're so much of a better team. No Biddington, and I think they have they smell blood in the water. I think they're going to close it out, rest up, wait for the Flames to die out, which I think may could possibly happen in Game Five, so we could see the West Conference Finals sooner rather than later. Give me Colorado minus one and a half on the puck line, and then I have a second best bet. I'm going San Diego Padres money line minus one twenty five. San Diego is good against left-handed pitching, 7th in WRC+, and they're a good team at hitting sliders, and Ashby throws sliders 33% of the time. Plus, Ashby is averaging over 5 walks per 9 innings, and the Padres lead the major leagues in walks. Milwaukee hits right-handed pitching well, but Yu Darvish has a career 2 ERA against Milwaukee, and in 19.2 innings at home this year, he's only given up 3 runs, and that's in starts against the Braves, Marlins, and Dodgers, all great offensive teams. Padres are also a 11 and 8 at home and 7 and 3 in their last 10. Give me the Padres money line minus 125 here. Let's cash these tickets and head to the window tomorrow night, baby. Yeah, let's go 3 and 0 there. Yes, yes, yes. Thank y'all for joining us. Make sure to go to Tavour.com or download the Tavour app straight to your mobile device and use promo code TAPROOM for $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. That's craft beer delivered straight to your front door. You ain't even got to leave your house. Bless you, Ben. Thank you. So go to Tavour.com, download the Tavour app, promo code TAPROOM. Appreciate y'all. Thank you for joining us. I will be back tomorrow night with Eddie and Irvin. Uh, We'll be breaking down the Eastern Conference Finals game, talking about more NHL playoffs, and then looking ahead to Thursday's games and Thursday's action. Uh, Last Wednesday, Eddie and I also talked about the PGA Championship, uh, which neither of us fucking came close to, but that's all right. (laughs) Uh, It's okay. That's how it goes. We got some boxing matches this weekend coming up. A lot of great action, so make sure to tap into to us tomorrow night and then ben and i will be back sunday night for the extravaganza extravaganza show for the week uh we'll be talking about probably looking forward to the nba finals honestly and at that point yeah nhl uh conference finals so make sure to tap into that follow me on twitter at jordan rules tsp 
Follow us on Instagram at Taproom Sports Podcast, TaproomSportsPodcast.com. We'll see y'all later. Have a great fucking Wednesday. Peace.